Today on the podcast, we have Chad Allen, someone who until recently was employed at the Rochester Arts Center. He's an arts advocate in town and has a lot to say about what's going on at the Arts Center and what's going to happen with other arts organizations in town. In addition, at the end of the interview, we do a word association that I think you'll find interesting. Enjoy. So welcome, Chad Allen, not related to me. Not related. Um, from uh, <laughs> Recently from the Rochester Arts Center, now involved right. in a number of other different uh, arts endeavors here in town. And uh, first of all, I'd just like to start and just welcome you and say, you know, would, could you describe yourself uh, just in, you know, a couple minutes for our listening audience? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for having me. We are not related. I always have to preface that. A lot of people always say, is it your brother that ran for uh, city council president? I said, no, but all Allens are good Allens. Hmm. Well, most of the time. Yeah, most. <laughs> um, I'm an average Midwest rotund gentleman with a beard that wears jaunty hats. So border, bordering hipster territory. Well, I'd say dura- right in there. Would, <laughs> right in the crosshairs, I would say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So recently of Rochester Art Center, I was there for uh, just under a year okay. before the big layoffs, the the five, I don't know, we called it, uh, what was it, it was Bloody Tuesday. Yeah, so that was a week and about a week and a half ago. A week and a half yeah. ago, yeah. So they went from, gosh, they cut their staff by almost, almost 40%, more if you're counting just bodies rather than full-time, part-time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so... Big blow to the to the local arts community, I think, um, and it was an interesting uh, set of events that led up to it. Um, nobody, well, if if you're plugged into the art scene, you know that uh, mm-hmm. the art center has been struggling for the last decade or so, and uh, I think that it has a lot to do with the contemporary art vision of the art center. So this is a nice Midwest town, I like to think of it as. It's a town that has so much potential. It's on the cusp on so many fronts, but one of which is not being a contemporary art hub. Mm-hmm. That's not what this community wants. It's not what the community desires. The community wants uh, an art scene that embraces local artists, regional artists, they don't want trees hanging from the ceiling on mobiles, which I've been told was one of the shows. It was kind a of cool, but I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really get most of this, though, honestly. Um, okay, but there is a there is a faction I think that would say that a lot of what the art center does is to bring visitors um, to Rochester into a place that's peaceful and has art and helps us become a world class community. Is that something that you? Would agree oh, yeah. with or disagree yeah, with? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Or... So there were so many parts uh, are on so many levels that the Art Center was, was succeeding. There were mm-hmm. so many parts. But it keeps circling back to this contemporary art component that local artists are welcome to exhibit as long as they're contemporary artists, as long as they're pushing those boundaries of art. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm an artist. I've, I have a degree in art. I've worked in the arts for pretty much my entire adult life. But even I sometimes think to myself, like, what, why, why, are, why is it this way? Or why, what makes this art? There, that's a whole other discussion that we could talk about, like, mm-hmm. what makes something art? But what I think Rochester needs is something that is accessible to everyone in the community. So 
from K through what the folks at the charter house, they can come over and see, it just needs to be accessible. And there's nothing wrong with having contemporary art. I think it would be fine to have folks coming in, contemporary artists coming in uh, every now and again for an exhibition, but to have that be your sole focus um, truly is alienating the majority of the population of this city. Who's pay for, paying for it. Right, yeah. So there's that aspect too, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of folks don't know the whole kind of story behind the new building. So the art center was um, built and paid for by private donors, $9 million. The city kicked in the last million. And then once the building was complete, it was deeded back over to the city and the art center rents it for a dollar a year as long as the city pays for its upkeep. Mm -hmm. I think last year it was $325,000. do not quote me on the numbers here. um, Plus additional funds because of impact for the new civic center being built. Sure. So another thing that people don't quite um, all know is when the civic center went in, it replaced its the turnabout. So there was a, a circle drop-off mm-hmm. for folks with three um, access, uh, ADA spots, so handicap parking right out front. Mm-hmm. So all that went away. And so the closest handicap parking is now in a garage that people have to walk through the skywalk, then get to the art center. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of issues there. So... It's not just contemporary art. There's there was a whole setting of a perfect storm that came along to to do what happened, to do what did. Well, now this is a bit of a digression, but it's interesting based on what you just said. Um, I remember when I was here when they were raising the money for the art center, and I remember that they their initial budget I think was nine million dollars. They were located behind the civic center before on right. the river, which is now parking. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I heard, and I don't, I don't know if this is true or not, um, but I heard that they raised the $9 million and a large portion of that was going to be some type of an endowment that would help kick off money every year to help um, the art center be sustainable. And that the board members at that time decided to, I think, build some type of a humidity-controlled um, vault in the basement and some other things, and a freight elevator, and some things that added a lot of cost, and used up all the money, and they didn't have any endowment. Is that true, or is that just my? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. But I do remember um, hearing that there were some last-minute changes and mm-hmm. cost increases um, to be able to bring in world kind of renowned exhibitions, so traveling mm-hmm. exhibitions. So. So that museum. probably is the freight elevator and the, yeah, the humidity, climate-controlled... Climate-controlled climate galleries, yeah. probably mm-hmm. the... Yeah. I know that they had to reinforce flooring um, mm-hmm. because it wasn't... I mean, it's not a regular building. I don't know if... I don't know, know that, no. It's, it's, not, it's not a run-of-the-mill deal. There's, there's a lot that has to go into being... Uh, to be part of that museum community where you're able to have exhibitions brought in from all over the world... You need to meet these requirements. And I just remember folks saying, you know, there were other things that just popped up that weren't in the original plans that they had to fit in before the opening of the building so they could be able to get things mm-hmm. that were I remember traveling. that too. So I think that was the explanation for why they made those decisions. But I think that the, the amount of money they raised was the same. And I think that it, based on what I remember, I remember there was supposed to be an endowment and there isn't. And that would be something right now that would obviously be very helpful if there had been an endowment, they maybe wouldn't have had the crisis that they're, they're having. Oh, absolutely. Or the series of crises, really. Right, yeah. And I think um, 
as of late, there was the you know the NPR piece mm-hmm. about a former executive director, and I think that it's unfortunately it's unfortunate that's being pinned on one person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a systemic issue that that's been brewing for the last decade, ever since the building was open. Now, if you look back at the old building, like you're saying, it was behind the Civic Center where the parking lot is now. It was a community-based organization. It was classes. It was uh, local artists. They couldn't afford a summer exhibition, so every year they would bring out the permanent collection. Most people don't know. The Art Center has a permanent collection of a few hundred pieces that folks have donated. Usually, Mm -hmm. Grandma and Grandpa are passing away. They have a piece of artwork. Nobody likes it. Who can take it in town? (laughs) The Art Center. Sure. So every summer, they would bring all of these pieces out, and they would hang them in the galleries, and there was a great story along with all of them. It's like, oh, Grandma's painting's up. Let's go look at it. Or, oh, you know, my dad painted something, and he donated it. It's now in this show. And there was that connection. There was always the connection to the community first. It was always community first. There were local artists that were teaching the classes. There were local artists that were exhibiting. Um, and I think that that's, that's fallen to the wayside, unfortunately. Yeah, I remember going to a reception there um, years ago before. they. I, I, it was probably around the time that they were announcing that they were going to be doing a new building. And uh, it was great. It was right on the river. They, they had... Uh, a band there some kind of folk band and people were just kind of drinking you know beer and stuff around the river it was very very relaxed and very um yeah it was it was it was very community-based and it's a very different feeling that you get now from the art center the way it was built right there is really no direct connection to the river which i think is a probably a mistake that was made just my personal opinion (laughs) i don't know how to do that i'm not an architect but it seems like that that helps make it feel at a different scale at at more of a pedestrian walking by visiting scale um instead of being up on this kind of um raised platform right (laughs) but anyway that's just that's my own personal conjecture so okay based on based on your experience so we don't need to badmouth anybody no yeah no 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 it's it's about solutions but what happened like what happened since you've been there and basically before that, what, how would you describe what happened? I think, well, we can look at what we were doing right. <laughs> it would be, would be a little easier. Uh, I was hired on to start returning to the community-based art center values. We were starting to reach out to local artists more. We were, and we were reaching hired out by Megan Johnston. And that with the so, intent with the express intent yes. to reach out more locally to right. local artists and local And to start up the classes again mm-hmm. and to start up workshops and to bring in not only artists but uh, creatives of all types. Mm-hmm. So not just the visual arts, we're talking poets, dancers, mm-hmm. the gamut. Um, but we're also looking at community organizations like um, the Rochester Art Ensemble uh, is a group in town. They're, they're doing the Day of the Dead uh, sure. Poetry Slam, so bringing them in. Working with the Diversity Council, working with um, CD is that uh, the interfaith uh, discussion group that uh, sure. Regina Mustafa is doing. Mm-hmm. So we were reaching out to not just artists. We were reaching out to more than artists. Uh, and it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But our numbers were up. And we were bringing a lot more people in. And, Who was rubbed the wrong way? Uh, it was rubbing the contemporary artists the wrong way. And how so, many of those are there? <laughs> I, I, I don't uh, yeah, know the answer. No, I'm yeah. just curious. Uh, so what's funny is 
there was a letter of support that came out. We can talk about this. There was a letter of support that came out. It was signed by 30 regional artists. Out of that 30 regional artists, there's a group of, I'd say, four or five that kind of really globbed on to the fact that the art center was hurting and they were going to be the art saviors. They were going to come in and they were going to help with programming and they were going to help with exhibitions, but they want to focus on the contemporary art slant. These are artists that uh, when we had our artist resource fair last December, um, we had a thing called curatorial speed dating. And so you brought your portfolio and we had five curators sitting throughout our galleries at the art center at the time. And you, you just had seven minutes with this curator. And we had curator from Zimberta Crossing. We had him from RCTC. We had uh, Gallery 535 was represented. But there was also the Minnesota Museum of American Art, MMAA. And their curator is Chris Atkins, phenomenal guy. Um, apparently, he's what's called a gateway curator, which means he's the guy that can get you into the scene and make you something. Okay. I didn't know this. He was just a nice guy. Sure. Um, and so these, the small collective group of artists were angry because they had to share this gateway curator with people that quote unquote doodle beer labels and paint on rocks. And it was unfair to them. I think and some so, of the people that are making beer labels and painting on rocks are some of my favorite people in this whole town. <laughs> <laughs> I might agree with you. Not on to that mention one. the doodlers. The doodlers, we are a strong and wicked force. <laughs> exactly. But that's the mentality that we were working against mm-hmm. is they don't belong here. We do. Mm-hmm. We have the MFA. They don't. Mm-hmm. We know how to behave Master in museums. Master of Fine Arts. Master of Fine Arts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the terminal degree sure. of, of studio art. So it was really frustrating hearing that. Um it was also the same. The same group said things about uh, we have every Thursday. Um, I had helped uh, kind of build up a life drawing class. Yeah. So open to the public. Anybody can come. It's it's an amazing thing. It's still happening. I support it one hundred and ten percent. Go. It's fantastic. I I still attend even though I'm no longer employed there. Mm-hmm. Um, but because these folks were making such great stuff, I thought why not put it on the walls in one of our galleries? So we had some downtime in a gallery space. We had a life drawing exhibition. All of the work on the walls was work that was made in that studio on Thursday nights. And this very same group of contemporary artists said that it should have been juried because not just anybody should be able to be on these walls. So that's what we're dealing with. We're Mm -hmm. dealing with this esoteric group of people that don't think that local artists are worthy. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they have this palace on the river, the art center, yep. that only they have keys to, and everyone else can just show, you know, in their own spaces. They're not welcome there. Mm-hmm. They're welcome to come. They're welcome to pay. Okay. Yeah. They're welcome to to be part of of the group to a certain extent. But then there's that velvet rope mm-hmm. that uh, you know show us your credentials or you're not going to get passed. And that's what I was fighting against. That's what our our community you, continues to so, fight against. So you you definitely get a lot of credit for some of the changes that have occurred over the last year in the art center. I mean, you, you watch the social media threads, and there's a lot of uh, uh, accolades thrown at you as the person that brought a lot of these things. And so, and that's great. Was it 
was it just you or was it other people inside? It sounds like Megan right. was, was supportive of this. Megan was very was supportive. Was the board supportive? Was the, were the other staff supportive? Or I, I'm just, I'm trying to understand this dynamic. Right. It's a, it was a weird dynamic. Um, there, it wasn't just me. It was a team that, that, that did this. Mm-hmm. And what my favorite part about that job was that I walk in every day. I'm like, what are we going to do to make Rochester better? Mm-hmm. That, that was our goal. What are we going to do to make Rochester better today? Mm-hmm. And 99% of the time, whatever idea I threw out there, we'd have the group get behind it and we'd make it happen. Um, but there were still factions within the team that wanted to stick to that contemporary art slant. They didn't believe in letting just anybody in the door. Um, there's an email that went out yesterday, actually, uh, by a, a current staff member reiterating the fact that contemporary art is what they're doing. Right. So they're still now focusing on that portion of the art world. And I really feel like there's a missed opportunity here. This is so the it sounds like so, so let me just see if this is... If, if I'm getting this right. Yeah. So there's this kind of diametrically opposed, or at least it's been positioned to be diametrically opposed uh, factions of community, local artists, local mm-hmm. organization, local um, uh, space for events and for uh, display of art versus the, the kind of regional contemporary idea that there's this contemporary art world that we need to bring in and, and right. to really um, to showcase. And, is that really true? Is, 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 that, is that dichotomy what has driven a lot of the angst right now around the art center, do you think? Do you think that's part think of so. what? Do you think that's part of why they didn't have any money and lost so much money? Is that, I mean. Yeah, that, like, that's a whole nother. I mean, the money thing is a whole different. Whole but is different it related? Um, do you think if, if one faction or the other had won out, maybe it would be. Um, easier to define what's been going on and where the next source of funding is going to come from. You know, that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. It's like, if you have these opposing views, how do you go out and write grants or how do you, um, ask local people for money or even city council for more money? I think there's, there could be a balance. I don't think Mm -hmm. one side has to be right. So you think it could still be a contemporary art space that has a lot of more community based, uh, art. Absolutely, like absolutely. It could be because I mean, if you look at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago, it's I mean, it's top notch. It's mm-hmm. as good as it's going to get. But they still have classes, and they still reach out to the community, and they still have local folks. They still focused on the contemporary art, but they are working hard to bring the community in and mm-hmm. and have the voices heard. I just feel like that's that's a missed opportunity that we can really go after. Well, so what? I, I get that. I, I understand that, that it's done in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of one of those things. Everybody keeps saying, uh, Steve <laughs> Williams, that, for instance, is, is a great guy, got a lot of experience in museum world, um, local expert. Um, and he keeps saying that what we really need to make this into is a contemporary art museum. And I think, I think that that means throwing out some of the other stuff. I, I don't so. know. Yeah. I, I guess what, what's your interpretation of that? I mean, so you're my interpretation is like between art center and museum. Art center to me is a is a vibrant community space mm-hmm. that offers um, classes, not just for visual arts, but classes across the board, and really engages the community. A museum, on the other hand, I still see classes, but it's not class driven. It's exhibition driven, and I just don't. I don't know. I think that 
Rochester needs to make that decision. Can we it support? Be... Can we support a contemporary art museum in Rochester, in its current location, current building? I mean, assuming we're not going to change that, right? Well, that's what we've we had for one? the last ten years. Well, and that's my. That's, have we been yeah. able to support it? Well, no. we haven't. No, no, we haven't supported it. So, so we've tried the model. Yes, and it's well, failed. but according to Steve, right? He says it hasn't been an accredited museum. It lacks some professionalism around those particular. Right. Um, I, I don't even. I don't understand it well enough to even hardly ask the question. But I'm just. Yeah. What I, I guess I think you do. So could you explain it to me? Well, there's. So the art centers had world-renowned exhibitions. It's been on Art 21, which is this phenomenal uh, program on PBS. Mm -hmm. It's it's done all those things. It's been all of those things. But it's never hit the mark, right? So we have this world-renowned facility that's had world-renowned exhibitions, and yet it's in the place that it's in now. Mm -hmm. So it's been tried. It's been done. Um and it may not have been done, I mean, to the specific, uh, like the checklist that Steve is maybe putting together. Mm-hmm. But in the past 10 years, it has had all of those things. It has been accredited. It has been world-renowned. I mean, the curators that have worked here and the past executive directors have all gone on to great success. Mm-hmm. The majority of them, from what I understand, have gone on to great success in the contemporary art world. And it was. It was, it was a kick-ass contemporary art center. But that's unsustainable, mm-hmm. and it's proven itself to be that way. So yeah. when this group keeps saying, "We no, we need to double down on our contemporary art vision," you've already had your chance. Mm-hmm. It's already run its course. Now it's time to try the next now, does iteration. The, do you think the board of the art center currently understands that, or do they have a different? I do. Perspective? You know what? No, I really. Did you think go to the they, meeting Wednesday? Uh, no, that's on the twenty fourth. Oh, it's the, coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so I thought May twenty fourth. Yeah, Wednesday. no, oh, okay. May twenty fourth. Um, I honestly believe that the board gets it. Okay. And that's what's really weird because I see the perception in the community of how the board's reactions are. But having worked with them, I uh, I was supported a hundred percent by them. They were fantastic. They were supportive. They understood where things are going, but. I think that there's there's so many changes that need to be made that I think there are folks that are gun shy and they don't want to make those changes. They don't want to be the person that completely flipped the art center back to 10 years ago, 12 years ago. They want to try and make this a success. But they get it. I mean, they've, they've said themselves. Members have said to me, you're right. It, the contemporary art thing, they've had their chance. And it, it just These doesn't are members work. Of the board These are members of the board that have said exactly So how that. does that align with getting an email being sent out yesterday from staff right. saying that the future is Contemporary Art Museum? That's the problem. So that's there's that staff is really still wanting this Contemporary Art slant. And then the board is understanding fiscally this just doesn't make sense. Hmm. So that's where it's, it's just really difficult. It's like, now, how... Do, is this positioning the art center for success? So and who made the decision to lay off the people that they laid off? Because it sounds like they maybe laid off people that had a vision that aligns with the board and kept people that have a vision that aligns with maybe this smaller regional artist group. Right. I think that from what I understand is I mean, it's right. Yeah, no, it's so, but it's just such an odd, odd thing. It's been mm-hmm. so weird. It's been so surreal because it felt like we were making so many great strides and then, we're stepping back 
or they, no longer we, still getting used to that. They're stepping back. Um, and all those decisions are coming from the interim director, Lee Cook. She's making all of the decisions, and the board is backing her as the interim director. So whatever decisions are being made, um, I mean, Lee is listening to this artist group mm-hmm. and then to staff. And I'm assuming that's how she's making her decisions, but I don't know because I'm not Lee Cook. Interesting. So going back again, though, to mm-hmm. this idea of the, the you know, ex- the visitor experience. So the right. experience of somebody coming to Rochester being a visitor DMC, which Lee Cook, I think, is in some way related to Patrick Sieb, who's mm-hmm. involved with DMC and, and works for DMC. Could that be skewing some of this towards the visitor experience, this idea of a contemporary art museum being something that's more of a draw for the visitors that want to stay in a five-star hotel and have you know, world-class experiences like going to a world-class contemporary art museum? It, I am, mean, I, am I that, reading too much into this? I, there may be too much reading into it because the, <laughs> the, 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 the patients that we would get were excited not about the contemporary art. They're excited about being able to come for life drawing. I mean, mm-hmm. life drawing, we would have uh, patients coming specifically for that because there's, it's something to do. It's something to keep their minds off of the awfulness that they're having to go through at the clinic. Yeah. And same with the exhibitions. They they would come for our, our last one was the Andy Warhol exhibition. That wasn't contemporary art. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had contemporary artists in it, but Andy brought people in, mm-hmm. and that's what people want. They want something like that. They want something recognizable. Yeah, so that they can that come they, and visit. They, that's very approachable, so that they know right. what it is. So they're not coming and experiencing something completely new. Right. So yeah. that's where I don't think that it would be in the best interest of DMC to have a contemporary art center. Mm -hmm. It'd be in the best interest of DMC to have an accessible art center that, that Mm -hmm. anyone can pop into and really enjoy. I look at it and I think I've often said this, uh, that people that are here, you know, I've had family members that were in the hospital Mm -hmm. or in other places and, and things. And, you don't go to that with the expectation you're going to have a really awesome time. Right. You know, you're, you're not looking for this great, unbelievable, um, you know, fun restaurant experience necessarily even. You just want to go, you know, be there for your family, have your family together, support each other. And if there are things you can do to, to stay busy and to, you know, um, you know, have experiences that I think are, are more peaceful, um, those kind of things I think are what people want. I just don't think they want to go and see this contemporary art museum necessarily um, because those same people can go to New York City and see one right. that is, I would assume, <laughs> much... I mean, I've been to some of these and throughout the world, you know, and um, what we have is not what they have in Malaga, for instance, in Spain, mm-hmm. you know, where Picasso uh, was born. And right. those museums are ridiculously cool because they have a connection with a person and a place Mm -hmm. and we don't have that as much here when you're it's not like rochester has been this hotbed of contemporary art for the last hundred years right and we're showcasing that to the world you know this is kind of something we're bringing in and saying we just happen to really like this and show it to you when we want to show it to you so i don't know if you have anything to say to that maybe it's more of a statement no it's like uh, so semba the mm-hmm. Southeast Minnesota Visual Artists, so Visual Arts Group, 
Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. what it stands for. I can't remember. But anyhow, Sunva had its its place downtown. For sure. And it was popular as hell. People loved it. Mm-hmm. Patients loved it. Well, people love to shop because, and, yeah. and yeah, and have those types of experiences. And it for was sure. And it was accessible art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine having a museum. And yeah, and local. Imagine having a museum full of that art mm-hmm. that's accessible. So not necessarily purchase. You, you know, you don't not to purchase it, but. Or, just yeah, maybe purchase look it. At what's wrong maybe, with selling yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with artists need to sell their stuff to, you know, to be able to yeah. to make a living? Agree. And yeah. that's why I'm super excited that Semba's coming back in September. They are. Good. Yeah, Do we know yeah, where yeah. yet? Or is um, that... Same uh, block as Mango Tie downtown. Oh, great. That's, that'll yeah. be a nice spot. Yeah. yeah. So I think well, and Gallery the... 24 um, Gallery is going 20, to yeah. be doing a temporary... Um, some type of a temporary installation um, at the old C4 Creative Salon building. Um, get the uh, gallery in the design district, uh, five, 535. 535. Is that, that's closed down right now, right? It's because closed down because of the fire, fire, but hoping, hoping mm-hmm. that they get back. I mean, they were just getting their groove. They were hitting it. It was, it was the thing to do for openings. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. And, you know, I think that the more pop-up locations like that the better i think that right now is the time for that mm-hmm. and i think the gallery for 24 is is kind of be quickly becoming the leader of the group mm-hmm. um semva is our old standby and they do what they do so well and it's really exciting that they're finally getting a home again and then gallery 24 is really pushing it mm-hmm. c4 i know um no you're I'm, on the board right? i'm on the board you, newly on the elected, board yeah. newly minted a bunch of new people on the board and i yeah. used to i was a, one of the founding members of that board that's right yeah and uh, i'm not on it now so just <laughs> for um, but i am i am helping gallery 24 in terms of getting the space uh, i represent the owner of the the c4 creative salon oh, building. right helen helen roland yeah, yeah. who's a fantastic oh advocate for the arts both locally Unreal. and you know um even you know in the twin cities too I'm telling you what, if, if there were another dozen Helen Rollins in this city... <laughs> I would say just a couple more. A couple really more. <laughs> would make a huge difference. <laughs> she, she has been an amazing friend of the Arts Center. Mm-hmm. She's plugged into the scene, and she's supporting local artists. I mean, her male loft uh, building mm-hmm. has local artists' artwork in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right off the streets of Rochester, there is art. It's beautiful, and, and, and that was something that she really wanted to do. Um, I, I also helped her with that development project. And as we looked at art, um, you know, she went to these furniture stores <laughs> and they had, <laughs> art, you know, yeah, well, and, yeah. and I think it's Phil Taylor, yes. um, often says, why the fuck would you buy your art from a furniture store? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think that's a strong statement. Um, and I totally agree. And she had that same kind of reaction, not right. quite as strong, right? but, um, her reaction was, look, you guys helped me find, you know, some people that can produce great art here. And it looks fantastic in that, in that it's environment. Unreal. It's another contemporary art kind yeah. of display. And, uh, and then she paid them for it, which of course is really <laughs> important, right? For artists and local artists. And that's something I think that gets lost in this. Danny brings this up all the time. You know, artists need to get paid. Poets need right. to get paid. I totally agree with that. And, uh, I think that that's a cultural shift that we have to make in this community. It's starting to happen. But uh, anyway, so C4, going yes. back to that, um, you're newly elected to that yes. uh, board. It's kind of uh, undergone a major change over here in the last couple of weeks. 
what are the big plans? Bobby Marinas is constantly going off on Facebook about how everything's going to change. And it's just like, it's... look out world. Um, kind of typical Bobby fashion. Uh, I love Bobby. <laughs> but what does he mean? I, I, I don't know what he means. I think it's, it's in the beginning, C4 was the arts organization in town. People would go to C4 saying, what do you think? What should we do? And the last couple of years, it's kind of not had the support that it deserved. And I think with uh, your your special lady, Annie Henderson, is coming mm-hmm. back on board too. Yeah. And uh, Cassandra Bach and um, Jeff Jurowitz, Monty Flinch, and then Anna. Um, we're all kind of pushing back and to Phil that. Taylor, right? And Phil Taylor, yep. and Phil mm-hmm. Taylor, yep, and Bobby. Yep. Bobby is our, mm-hmm. our president, our president. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, we're starting to look back at like what was right and what was being done well, and let's double down on that. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get people making art again. And I think that's the important takeaway: is let's just do it. We we're tired of waiting for uh, you know this whole city support, government support, um, and we're just going to do it. Uh, we're ready. I know this is totally ridiculous and people are going to go, oh, how juvenile. We're ready to start filling potholes with flowers and potholes with mosaics. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting out there and doing stuff, making like the gorilla court, public gorilla art. public art. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And and it's okay to do that. It's, it has to be done. Um, we're also going to be looking at uh, on June 8th um, at 6 p.m. at Cafe Steam. Right before open mic, we're going to have a discussion with the community. So we're asking creatives to come to mm-hmm. Cafe Steam and help us figure out where C4 needs to head. Because C4 is a lot of things to a lot of different people. And we want to hear what folks have to say because we want to know where we need to go. Mm-hmm. And we're willing to do it. We're, we're a group of individuals that are just done with waiting and we're done with sitting on our hands and we're done waiting our turn it's going to be our turn because we're making it our turn and we're going to start making art in this community um we're also uh part of one of the best open mics in town the c4 open mic night uh yeah we started that back in geez probably 2013 or something like that it's still going strong yeah and it's it's changed over in terms of where it's located who's running it but it seems like there's a lot of uh strength behind that endeavor yeah and i think i think the important part about c4 is it's not it's not just visual artists mm-hmm. so it, it's really grabbing hold of of spoken word artists musicians mm-hmm. dancers i mean it, it's a really wonderful umbrella to yeah. to climb under when i was on the board i i you know we had this conversation about what is art and what's acceptable and i always thought and see i don't know what you think about this but i always thought you know if somebody's willing to call something that they did art mm-hmm. i guess i would consider it art it's art I mean, it just that, takes one person. That's the way I look at it. And I don't always agree <laughs> and often don't agree necessarily with what that, that something is very inspired or great. But um, but I've been really surprised positively in Rochester the last five years since I got involved in the arts um, kind of ecosystem here at the quality of art that we mm-hmm. have and uh, using the term art broadly to include, you know, everything from poetry to, you know, performance art to visual arts and um and I think it's gotten a lot better. I mean, I think that collaborations have occurred. People have worked together on trying to uh, develop their art. Um, mm-hmm. They've critiqued each other. There have been a lot of shows. 
And uh, I'm really hopeful that the Gallery 24, the reemergence of C4 as a, as a real uh, force, the uh, Semba Gallery opening up, um, hopefully it's some type of a, a reawakening at the Art Center. Mm-hmm. And then uh, ideally, sometimes the city council agreeing that the armory should be used for the arts, I think would be another big step in that the right direction. a huge step in the right yeah. direction. So um, what's next for you? As a, um, as a person, I'm. I've had a, a handful of interviews at places throughout town. Um, I think what I want to make sure is that local artists and creatives are going to be able to have their voices heard at the table. I think that's the most important part. I think that uh, all the right people understand that that needs to happen. It's just making it happen it's just that extra step it's mm-hmm. not just getting someone to agree with you it's getting them to act on it mm-hmm. and that's that's what the hardest part is getting people getting their asses off the couches and out in the streets to do what needs to be done and if that takes me i mean knocking on doors or it takes me just calling people talking to people doing the facebook thing doing you know whatever the social media fad of the day is doing that to get people out and active then then I've succeeded. I just think that there, I mean, to be, to, I mean, to have people say there aren't enough spaces in town for us, that's true. But what are you going to do about it? It's kind of like the same thing of when I hear someone say there's nothing to do in Rochester. Oh, shut the fuck up already. Do something about it. Do something about it. Get up. If there isn't anything, if you can't find anything, then make something. That's part of why we created Forager. And frankly, why we did C4 in the creative salon, you know, a group of people get get together and say we're, we need to do something to change this. We can't just complain anymore. Right. And um, I think we're ripe right now for some type of music venue, uh, an indoor warehouse kind of space, like mm-hmm. a like a uh, maybe a scaled down, trimmed down version of uh, First Avenue or something right. like that. Yeah. All you need is five, six, seven thousand square feet of just dance floor with a couple of bars on the side and a stage and. Somebody needs to do that. I, I, you know, I look at the Armory presentation or, or the RFP proposal right, yeah, yeah. proposals that have come back, and some of those try to do that. But I, I think the space just isn't quite big enough. I think it needs to be grungy warehouse space in order mm-hmm. for it to really be successful, and probably not in the downtown, um, just because there isn't those kind of spaces anymore. No. Yeah. No, I think I, that is something that the town is missing, and that's something that I know nothing about. I don't either, <laughs> yeah. except that I've been to the First Avenue and I've been right. to music yeah. venues that I thought were really cool. Um, but yeah, it doesn't seem like, and maybe there's a lot more to it than I'm not seeing, but um, it's basically running a bar, right. uh, but just with a lot, lot larger stage and right. space. And then like. curating that music, man. Yeah, for sure. I know sure. that like uh, Mike Terrell from Second Story, mm-hmm. he's been trying to curate the music scene here and doing just an amazing job yeah, he's at a it. talented guy. And... I think people like him need to be in this conversation of how is Rochester creating that arts ecosystem Mm -hmm. and performance. I mean, music is a huge part of that and he's doing some amazing things. I know a lot of others are too, but he's always coming right to mind because he's trying to include visual artists with that as well. And always fighting for the little guy, trying to make sure that not Mm -hmm. just the big names are coming in. He wants music of all types in this city and he's doing something about it he's another one of those people that just didn't sit around and say well this place just sucks he's like what can i do and he gets off his ass and he does it Mm -hmm. and i think that i think that 
Right now, Rochester has more of those people than it's ever had, from what I understand. I've only been here two years. No, I but agree. There are enough people that are just fed up, and they're like, fuck it, we're doing this ourselves. Three or four four years ago, before C4 started, I'm not just going to give all the credit to C4. Right. I think that's crazy. There's obviously been a lot of art happening in this community since before that. But the millennial group that has gotten together and started to share their experiences and build the art scene, I think happened in large part because of that. And, and it really wasn't anybody particular any anyone in particular that was pushing c4 it was a movement that came out of a desire by a lot of people and i hope that that you guys are able to capture that again and to to build on what's been done in the past and to make something really cool in the future i think it will be i think yeah. i think now is the time for all of this to happen that's why it's really exciting and you know if the best thing that happens because of the art center laying off a bunch of people is the art scene is finally being born into its fullest potential, then totally worth it. I'm willing to keep looking for work. Well, I think that's one of the, and yeah, I appreciate that. I think that one of the things that we know about the art scene is that it's always going to be evolving and changing mm-hmm. and growing and contracting. And, and so that's important. I, I did like uh, what some people had to say at the, the recent art summit about the need for a lot of different groups. And this mm-hmm. isn't going to be about one group or one right individual or anybody um, or even one building um, I think it's about everybody contributing and I think getting off the couch doing th- something is really important so I applaud what you've done and the way you've been able to take this uh, these lemons you've been handed and try to make some lemonade out of them um, well, and appreciate yeah, that well I, I I totally agree that there doesn't have to be one unified voice mm-hmm. I think it's more interesting when there are all these groups no matter how they formed I know some formed because they didn't like working under an umbrella with someone else, mm-hmm. or it's just this voice wasn't being heard and so another group is formed. I think it's amazing. I think that the number of arts groups in this city is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I think they're all doing their own part. And when we get together, kind of like for that artist summit for 507, um, to just listen to everyone under one roof is great because then we know where everyone's at. But we're all interconnected. We all have connectivity um, from one member to another or from one group to another. So it's not like we're just going out there on our own operating in a vacuum. Everyone's working together, but pretty much towards the same vision Mm -hmm. to make Rochester art again is that what we're saying <laughs> something stupid like that i'm with you well thank you very much for coming by and talking Absolutely. to me and uh I'm, I'm hopeful that people get a lot out of this conversation i, I learned a lot also about what's happened in the arts center and uh i think i'm becoming more and more uh positive about the future of the arts here in rochester based on the conversations that are happening and the way that uh um quite a few people are starting to step up in a way they haven't before. So that's great. The future is bright. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks. As promised, I did a little word association with Chad and here it goes. So I'm going to say a word and I just want you, or a series of words. I want you just to have your reaction. It isn't just one word, but maybe a sentence. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Lightning round. Underpants. Underpants. You know, in junior high, I used to laugh when people say penis. I bet until I was about 22 years old. And now you laugh when people say underpants. <laughs> underpants. I'm getting so fucking old. Okay, that's 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 fine. Um, how about Broadway? Broadway dump. Okay. I think that it, if we're going to talk about this, let's say Broadway here in Rochester, 
huge improvements needed. It's a dumpy street that could be made so much better. Next. Biking in Rochester. Infuriating. I tell you what. In Chicago, lived there six years, commuted to work every day, eight miles, through downtown. I worked right downtown at Children's Hospital. Never once was almost hit. Never once. First two weeks I live here, almost hit three times. Three fucking times almost hit in the first two (laughs) weeks living here. It's infuriating. This town deserves better. This town deserves more bike lanes, not bike trails. The bike trails, two different things, right? Mm-hmm. Don't get no, me started. Next word. Next word. Um, Rochester's mayor. <laughs> Adorable old man. Three words. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, your favorite grocery store in Rochester. You know my favorite grocery This is so weird. So for the first time today, I went to Silver Lake Foods. Okay. I was really impressed. I and still, they have a liquor store right next they door, do. too. It's like very yeah, handy. It's right there. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, I go to the co-op a lot because yeah. of the meat. They treat their animals well. My okay. wife doesn't like to eat uh, cows that are unhappy. Okay. <laughs> Happy meat. That sounds good. 